Welcome back to the Pig Pod, everybody. This week, Spencer, it's been an interesting one. A lot of low scores for the round. Yeah, it has been. A bit, bit lacking. Just it was, like yeah. Another member of the Pig Pod today. Yep, uh, Tim is not with us this week. He's gone down south. Trip down south of Miso. Really? A bit poor, yeah. I thought it was with the family, but... No, nah, yeah. I guess that was his It's with um, his girlfriend. I think, he, I think he's got his priorities wrong first. Fair enough, yeah, so do I. The Pig Pod comes first. But nah, but um, he'll be on. back next week. Um... So, Spenny, how did you travel this week? Once again, uh, another shocking week. I mean, once you're caught in the cycle of shocking week after shocking week, it feels like you can't pull yourself back out. Even though I look at my team and I think, it's actually not that bad. Yeah, it's not a horrible team. Um, but yeah, uh, it was 1993. Yikes. Yeah, it's a big yikes. And then, uh, round rank of, I don't know. Pretty bad. I'll have a look. It was round rank of thirty-two thousand four hundred thirteen. Lot to build on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was going to say the only way is up, but I've literally gone down last week, and I thought yeah. I couldn't go down. But that's grim. But to be fair to myself, didn't uh, I held Cripper, so I yeah. knew it was going to always be a little bit of a down week, and hopefully it pays off, and I can score well this week. Yeah. Maybe a bit of a comebacker. Hopefully. Um, yeah, I did all right in the end. I thought I was going to move down in rank from where I was before the Hawthorne game, but. Um, Sick Dog and Ward said no. So I moved up about uh, 400 ranks up from up to 2033 with a score of 2095. So um, not a bad week for me. Um, obviously, like many of us, I copped the big Grundy blow. And then there was Short as well, who was um, a bit of a rough one. But other than that, I had a lot of great scores. Had McRae, Brayshaw, and obviously Max Gorn. So that was very nice. Mm-hmm. So, Spenny, who was your negative three this week? My negative three is going to Brody Grundy. How bad was he? He was very bad. It's Now, <laughs> yeah, he was shocking. He was shocking. I mean, it's just, it didn't really make sense where he had zero marks and zero touches. Yeah, that's like he's, a non-Grundy game. Yeah, right? he's a very good tackler. Like yeah. you've seen, he has five, two, eight, six, like... He had twenty one tackles stats. through four weeks. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's leading the um the rocks in tackles yeah. I read somewhere. So um yeah, for none is pretty disappointing, but um I think we should all should have expected a poor game from him against um the double ruck of yeah, McInerney and Ford. Ford. Yeah. Um and I don't think he's ever really scored greatly against them. Only fourteen disposals as well. Yeah, and I mean seventy four percent time on ground, which is probably the most disappointing yeah. part. Um but yeah, I mean, he'll come back from that, and especially after he's getting everyone's just grilling him yeah. on in the media. So, don't expect another fifty. I think he'll pop out a big one this coming week. That would be very nice against Essendon. Yeah, but they Great do play club. the double ruck, which is always a pain yeah. against a single ruck. But mm. we'll see how he goes. He's a tough one, but yeah. Anyway, moving on. Who was your plus? Who's your plus three? My plus three. Now that goes to Zaki Butters. Yeah, he, great comeback week for yeah, him. Yeah, he had a great week. Um, even though uh, Port Adelaide are literally the worst team in the league. 0 5. They I've are. Seen that, I've five. seen that clip of Kenny, Kenny <laughs> yeah, yeah. chucking up the 0 5 <laughs> so many times. I swear. Oh, it's so funny. And, you know, even though Kane Corns isn't affiliated with Port Adelaide, just knowing that his team loses every it week, so it makes me so happy. Um, I didn't even mind him ever until that. Um, Oh, the clip about what did he say? The about, Jack um, Ginnivan. Yeah, stuff. Jack Ginnivan. Yeah, well, oh, I, it's just it's just like it's just such a flog. 
Mate, it's a 19-year-old bloke and you're going to grill him about being excited <laughs> for him, winning a football game. Fun. Like, right. everyone's supposed to be robots now. Anyway, yeah, Zaki Butters, 32 touches, 7 marks, and, uh, only and one a goal. Tackle. That's usually his bread and butter. Yeah, it? uh, bread and butters, mate. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he had a great game. Uh, I think that should continue. I think, I think everyone was like, oh, yeah, Zach Butters, I don't know. But he's yeah. only had one bad game. I mean, a 77 is not good, but... Yeah. That's, like that, almost, that's, what, his... that's almost what he paid for him as well. Yeah. He was, like, he was I priced mean, at like 77. Yeah, so I mean, people should... I don't think he's that far off Heaney. And I think by end of year, he'll be potentially... I think, be, I think we're better than Heaney, personally. Mm-hmm. Maybe not once Papley's back and Buddy, yeah, especially. But, that'll um, be interesting to see. I think yeah. I think that'll more affect Luke Parker than it will Isaac Heaney. Right, yeah. Luke Parker's a very interesting one. We'll get into that a bit later. Uh, my negative three to the week goes to Jaden Short, mm-hmm. who, look, he had a pretty disappointing first half, and then he had a really, really good third quarter, really picked it up and thinking, oh, yeah, nice little 110 from him after a slow start. Zero points. He yeah. had zero points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that I one saw was so many things very in the strange. Just saying it was gutless, it was shocking, but... It was gutless. Yeah, I, know. I thought that's a bit rough. Oh, far out, bro. Oh, I, just, I was, yeah. But I mean, wasn't nice. To the say. most disappointing part is how does your highest disposal getter and your best ball user in a t- like in a team like Richmond that isn't particularly good have zero touches when they lose by nineteen? Yeah. I mean, I don't remember exactly how that the scoreline went, but I remember it being reasonably close for most of that game. And Jaden Short to not get one disposal in yeah. the last that quarter just doesn't, doesn't is, is just right. shocking. Someone else must have been getting them or something. Yeah, but again, he does. I don't think it's, it's nothing to worry about. No. He had he had a seventeen to one kick to handball ratio. Oh, that's beautiful. So I think he's probably the most fantasy friendly player in the comp. Yeah, in terms of that ratio, yeah, he there. loves it. Um, plus three has to go to Max Gorn. Um, oh no, actually, I'll give to Sick Dog. I'll give to Sick, Sick Dog. Dog. Last I week like it was that. Max Gorn. I'll give to Sicily this week. Um, you know what? He 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 busted out a one eighteen. He scored 18 points combined in quarters two and three. Yeah. Oh, had, I, I was He I was had a 62-pointer and then... It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, like, I was, was watching crazy, that. Yeah. And I, I was thinking... I was like, oh, wow. Really? I was thinking the first quarter I was watching, I was like, oh, yeah. Sis is having a good game. Yeah, he's been he's, all right. He's, he's touched the ball a few times. Good couple yeah, of instant marks. Look at my phone. He's, he's had... points He had... I think he had... 11 disposals, 9 marks. Yeah, no, it was 11, 11 disposals, 10 kicks, 1 handball, yeah. 9 marks. It like was ridiculous. Like was and like, I reckon nine. 4 or 5 of them were intercept marks. Like, yeah. he actually had a great game. Yeah, he but, was um, a great player. Yeah, he was real Very good. monumental in that win. Flaghawks. Oh, okay. Well, slow down, mate. It's a fun team to watch, I'll tell you what. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how our teams went this week. Moving into a bit of breaking news, mm. the big one. Aaron Hall, out for 3 to 4 weeks. Hammy, I believe. Yeah, I mean, that one's... Pretty disappointing for the owners massive, that jumped on. Yeah, that's a massive blow. Um, it was really early on as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was half time. Was just right. before half time. Fifty points. Uh, well. I think it, as sad as it is for the bloke, it uh, means that give him once he comes back, give him oh, a yeah. few weeks. He is going to be so be, cheap. He's only he's only I think he's eight eighteen now. Eight eighteen k. Eight eighteen. Eight eighteen. Hundred and fifty three break even. It just would be more nice if um. He's going to drop like crazy. Yeah, yeah. It would be more nice if the back line, like, there was worries there, but yeah. it's kind of set, except for some people. Does this open up a scoring opportunity for someone else? Maybe not, I don't think Seaford, he's moved forward, hasn't he? Maybe Luke McDonald? 
Yeah, Something actually, like that's that. a good shout. Luke I mean, McDonald was really cheap a few weeks ago. When I, I mean, I wouldn't bring him in classic. Yeah, no, maybe a, maybe a very cheeky draft option. Yeah, if, I think he picked up defender status in draft. He did, yeah, he picked up he's defender status He's definitely going to probably... He'll probably be that facilitator out of that back line. I'm not sure who else yeah. really does it since Zeebles moved forward. Yeah, so. maybe Zeebles moves back again. Oh, I wouldn't think so. He looks too good up forward. Yeah. And it, plus it leaves Larky with a bit more, a bit less attention to him. So yeah. I think they like him up forward. Right. Um, Sloan injury, ACL out for the season. Yeah, that one's sad. That one's yeah, sad. I know. Poor guy, right? Yeah. I thought, Tough um, guy. But... At the end of this... Has he said it's career-ending? Oh, uh, a lot of people think it is, but I don't think it's Potentially, I mean, he's probably, what, 32, 33? I think, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he'd probably be pushing it, and but poor guy. I guess we'll see how he goes. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he's back. But um, obviously, if you had him in draft or something, yeah, he's gone, so there um, you go. Um, well, the thing with that is, I mean, if for the Matt Crouch owners out there, as sad as it is for Rory Sloan... That's a great point. I'm some, someone's out this someone's well, lost another person's opportunity, so... Yeah, got to positive in fantasy yeah well I mean to be fair I was looking apparently the CBAs where for Crouch previous weeks he'd averaged 66% CBAs this week yeah. he got up to 85 and his, his time on ground I'll have a quick look but I think that was it was not great but I don't think it was that bad it was 72 which is his second highest getting up there yeah. that's just we'll probably talk about Matt Crouch a bit later but He's definitely one that I don't think it's as clear cut to dump him. Yeah, neither do I. That's why it's making me so yeah, hard to we'll, get rid we'll, of him. We'll talk about it later because um, he's in my trade plans right now. Mm. Um, just a couple more. Reeves injury. I don't think that's relevant for many people. Nah. Even in draft. Yeah, um, yeah we were talking about pregame. He was having a roll around, wasn't he? He was. Oh, he was, yeah. He, he, uh, he full on started spazzing out on the floor. Yeah. So Silly salmon down there. He must have really felt it. And um, for your benches, Ralph Smith. Here you go. He's out. Yeah. For maybe a week. Well, I mean, hopefully not. I think it yeah, was just a gut punch. I, from, I think I read something from Dimmer. That, yeah, yeah, he's looking like they're not really sure exactly. Hopefully he plays, but I yeah. think we'll see how that um, goes. Yeah. But he's one to potentially jump yeah, off. Yeah, it, anyway. it, it only gives him um, one more week of cash gen. I think a 30 break even. Yeah. So that's a bit rough. Um, but a big thing that happened this week is DPPs were released. Yes. So um, obviously it's just when a player gets another position added so you can switch him around with your team. Um, biggest one and the most obvious one was Dacos. Um, Beautiful. Very nice to be able to chuck him back in a D6 or a D5 even if you got Nod back there as well. Yeah. Um, mm. Other ones, Nick Martin. Um, not a lot of people oh, have yeah. him. He picked up mid status. Jackson Mead. Um, he picked up forward status, and like that doesn't seem very relevant, but that comes in super useful for when oh, you're yeah. trying to trade around. For, for me, um, like I've already done. Looking at a few trades already, I've done so many DPP. Yeah, it gives you so much flexibility. It's really yeah, nice. It's beautiful. Um, Jordan Dawson picked up mid status as well. Andy. Dane Zorko defender. Pendles, Defender, and Zaki Butters picked up mid-status. Yeah. Well, so, you, you um, love those Defender status bonuses, yeah, for, especially for draft. I mean, yeah. I, I picked, I traded recently. Kelly for Zorko. Kelly for Zorko, yeah. and they accepted the trade thinking Zorko's going to get that Defender status, mm. and he'll be score as well as Kelly anyway. Mm. So, But Zorko's definitely going to be one that some people are going to be interested Zorko's, in. Yeah, Zorko's a very interesting option if he builds consistency soon. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's it for breaking news. And um, this week we're reeling out a new segment. So this one is called Pack or Pod. I've started to call it. I know what was it, what was it that you called it earlier? It was um, I 
can't remember. Anyway, you called it you called it something else. But um, anyway, so pack or pot is essentially whether we're just going to give you a couple of picks that you can choose between either a pod, so a player of difference. So I tried to keep it under five percent. I think some around seven mm-hmm. um, percent ownership. So a player of difference who could help send you up the rankings, or if you just want to stick with the pack for now. Um, so a pack player is probably around twenty-five to forty percent ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, so starting off in defense. Um, the two pack players I've gone with, if you don't have them, um, I know a lot of people probably will. The first one being Jaden Short. Um, obviously, yeah. like we talked about, he's got the most fancy-friendly game that I've seen in a while. He's already got three 115-plus scores um, in weeks two, three, and four. And I reckon he's going to... I still think he'll be D1, despite yeah. last week. I mean, um, it's it, he's just got too friendly a role. I think his ownership is still way too low. It's only like 26. I was looking at it. I'm like, oh, he won't be a... I just looked before. It's like 22 or something. Really? 22? 22%. Which is obviously... Yeah, 22.7. Which is obviously quite a a lot of people. But he is that good. You have to do it. I think he's one you really have to um, bring in if you don't have him. Especially if you have Hall. I think Hall to short is a perfect switch. Or um, Hall to the next guy that I'm going to talk about, which is Jack Crisp. And... He started off real slow, then he um his wife made a TikTok. Yeah. And then he dropped Game off again a bit. Right? But um one twenty five last week and he looks like he's revving back up to his best back in oh, that yeah. midfield. He gets he gets twenty CBAs every week, um, which is obviously super nice coming with that defender status, and he's got a massive ceiling. He is the perfect player. Like in fantasy, he's just he loves to get a mark. He loves to get a tackle, he just feels every stat. Um, potentially maybe a goal in there if you get lucky. Great so, work ethic as well. Yeah, he runs all day. He yeah. is a perfect player. Definitely someone to jump on if you don't have him. But yeah. a lot of people do. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a lot higher than I thought. He's yeah. like 35. Well, he never 35%. really got that much respect in the previous years, but it's good to see. Yeah, he hadn't last year, especially when you had him. He was a big yeah. one for you. Um, two pods that you might want to jump on um, that have a really low ownership. One that I was actually still surprised about is still a pod. That is Jack Sinclair. Mm. Now he had a really he had a really weird game on the weekend because he'd been averaging what like twenty, fifteen something like that CBAs around. Well, he had it, zero. He was listed in the center. If you look at the week before that, CBAs. he had. I think he had zero as well. Oh right, okay, so it's two weeks in a row now. It, maybe even but, be three, but yeah, he hasn't had a CBA in a while. It hasn't affected his scoring at all. It's almost increased it. Yeah, I think he still attends all the stoppages. Yeah, I'm sure. So that's probably um, the difference. I mean, there is a flag with. Sinclair, and I guess this also applies to people that own Win Tager. Yeah. Um, Zach Jones is he's he's coming. Back. He's, he's coming. He will be back at some point. I mean, he's not going to be back this week because apparently he got a concussion issue or something. Right. Okay. But um, he's definitely pushing at twenty seven yeah. touches on the weekend, so Damn. he's ready to come back. Yeah. Um, but he's priced at ninety, so he's still serious value mm. for what he's scoring, and he's yet to drop under that. Um, and it's almost like they look for him. They love his outside yeah. game. All well, he's, he's so explosive, and plus he's a great yeah. kick. Like, but yeah, he's, he's they just want the ball in his hand, so definitely one to mm. jump yeah. on if you can. Um, and the second pod that I've gone with is one that might be in a few people's black book, and that is Zach Williams. Oh, I yeah. know he's in a lot of people's untouchables list. Um, but for me, he just... Something looks a bit different this year, especially... Oh, the, scores the, the scores do. The scores do look a lot different. Um... <laughs> He's again like similar to Jaden Shaw. He's got a really fancy friendly game, um, very high kick um, to handball ratio, and he's had a week down, um, a down week. Sorry, seventy two, 
But before that, he went 103, 98, 137. Mm. I mean, for me personally, it, last year was... I didn't even have him, and I just know that I don't want any bit to do with that. Yeah. But scores don't lie. Scores do not lie. And yeah. he's at what, like, I think it was 2% ownership, something crazy mm-hmm. like that. So he's... um. Could shoot you up the ranks if you... Yeah, he definitely could, um, especially if he has another one of those big 137 games like he did against Gold Coast. Mm. Um, looking on at the midfield, um, a few pack players that I've picked out is McRae. Um, there's not really much you can say there is. I think he'll be the next pig, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, he's not far from it. He's definitely not far from it if he has another big season like he did last one. Um, no tag threat, racks up the ball, super high ceiling. Not much more I can say, really. Um, yeah. Another one that I am... Oh, I'm pretty annoyed with myself for not picking him because I was I was so not keen on him throughout the preseason is Lockie Neal. Mm. I went Kelly over him. Um, it's cost me about 100 points. Um, but I wouldn't let the fact... I wouldn't think you've missed the boat with Lockie Neal. No, you definitely have not. You definitely have not missed the ball. He might have gone up 90k, but um, he is still... He's an uber primo at a underpriced Uber Primo's price. He yeah. is, he's still he's still underpriced. He's one ten to one fifteen average. Yeah. Jump on if you don't have him. He's the seventh highest scoring player. Um tag concern? He's yeah. always he's always a concern yeah, to but get tagged. I don't know how well I think he can if play he gets tagged, the way he runs and the way he works, I think he's still ninety to ninety five. Yeah. In a and if he doesn't get tag. tagged, it's a one fifteen. Yeah. I reckon it's pretty easy. One fifteen to one twenty. Big ceiling games in there. Like that we hit one forty five to one forty five. Yeah, that was nice. He just that was like a, nice. the same week as Tokyo. That was very yeah. nice. And the last one, um the hottest player in the comp right now, literally and metaphorically, is Bailey Smith. He's the top scorer. Mm. And I don't know, I just I can't look past the ninety five percent time on ground. Yeah, I think that's from a footy player's perspective, that is the most ridiculous stat I've seen. That's probably I'm in the midfield. Yeah. 95% of the time. That's the probably the part that makes just, me uh, interested in him. Not, I'm not going to bring him in, but the only reason that I would even blink an eye really at it is because his time on ground mm. is so high. It's Otherwise, so I feel like it's, it's pretty just, hard to not score well when you're yeah. playing the whole game. Yeah, it's, playing 15% higher than everyone else. But I, I don't really understand how he just goes. He had There was one point I was watching the game, I think it was maybe just before half-time or just after, and he had a 100% time on ground. He played... Yeah, I'm pretty no, sure he played before, a whole half. before, he played the whole half. Yeah. Like, a whole Mental. half of football without a break. And it's not like he's playing down back and he's, well, just yeah, walking back up to the 50 and come back. Around. No, he's, he's running, running back, and, back forth, and forth. Like, and back and forth and back and forth, yeah. He's a complete athlete. Yeah, he is. Um, I... It's not a concern for me, but I guess if someone's really cautious, he's never done it before, mm. had a really super solid season, but at the same time, he's never shown signs like this really before. So, yeah. um, I'm I think as someone who's considering trading him in, I think it's definitely worth a ride. Yeah. Um, yeah. and he hasn't dropped under a hundred, which is yeah, something you can't say for many people this season. Um, a couple of cheeky pods that I've been looking at, some less cheeky than others. The big ones, um, that. I don't. I guess the injury has caused them to be so low selected. But Rory Laird, yeah, is one that I know you love. Um, I really do. I think he was the most consistent player in the comp last year behind Luke Parker. Man, and Harry Perryman. Oh yeah, Harry Perryman he <laughs> loves loves eighty five to ninety. Harry Perryman I, loves. He loves I'm going to check ratio. what he scored this week. I swear it was eighty six. No way. <laughs> it was eighty six. 
This dude really <laughs> just he doesn't he doesn't change. He can't score anything it's more or anything thing. less. It's that same thing week after week. Um, I think once he's past his injury, I think he is past his injury now, but he's going to get back to the and beast that we I have. looked before. What was it last season? He had 15 rounds. No, not 15 rounds. Maybe it was like eight rounds to finish the season from round 15 where he went 115 plus in every single Oh, he was, he's just a monster. He's a monster I can't yeah. really remember um, exactly what the stat was. But I'd say, as a point of difference, he's the safest person you could possibly get. Because 100%, 100%. I don't think he's... He had a 91 this week. I think that's probably the lowest he'll drop. Yeah. And his one week rest time on ground is going up. He started 68, 77, 79. I think he'll yep. push up to his 85s and he'll yep. be a solid player. From uh, there. Yeah, I think he's a, a very, very safe player that you would... I love having someone like that in the team. Just like a nice little safe one for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, another one is Walsh. Walsh, he seemed to benefit really greatly with Cripper out this week. He had a crazy first quarter, which um, I guess a bit like Sick Dog, it's a shame that he couldn't take full advantage of. But um, I still think he's going to be a gun when Cripper comes back. I think he's just going to use that form, build on it. Um, yeah, yeah, I think so as well. Get back to his old scores. Well, I think he's, I, he's less than 5% owned. And yeah. Rory Laird was less than like 3% on him. Yeah, it's, when you miss round one, it's, it's always hard to yeah, get it. Yeah, it is. But, um, but definitely one's very I think those two. I think those two are very well poised to send you up the ranks, especially mm. both of them being owned by 40% of the comp last year, I think it yeah. was. And they both have good ceilings. They do, I mean, yeah. Walsh had a 150 last year. Laird um, had a couple of 140s, mm. I think. And I don't think... I, what was a bit of an issue last year, although he ended up getting past it, was a tag threat. For Walsh, and yeah. I don't think that's happening anymore with Cripper's dominance. Yeah, well, it seems like either I have a feeling it's either they're going to tag Cripper when he's back, yeah, or they're just going to go head to head. Because I mean, there's no point in tagging one of them because Hewitt, Kennedy, yeah. Cripper, if you're going to tag Walsh, is still all there. Exactly. Yeah, and Chera as well. Solid. It's a very solid midfield. Very um, good. The real cheeky one that I've been looking at is Hugh McCluggage. He's a guy I had last year, and again, he's really consistent, but. He was a bit on the lesser side. He was like a 95 to 105. Just just pumped him out all season long. Mm. But that's when he was playing as pretty much a full-time wing. And this last um, this last week, season-high CBAs, he had 24. Yeah. I remember we talked in the preseason when there were all the talks about, you know, Lions pushing out, Neil pushing forward, which obviously hasn't come to fruition. But is it possibly a new role for him? Do the Lions want that quicker midfield group? I don't know. I don't know, to be honest. I mean, I'd, probably one where I'd probably give him a week. Yeah, no, I've put that here. But what's yeah, he priced at? Seven eighty, seven seventy, something like that. Under seven seventy. So I think seven seventy is what around nine, not nine, around ninety maybe. Oh, ninety-two. Oh, uh, yeah, something, something like, like that. that. What's what's his? Um, but yeah, it's it's no, it's ninety. Break even sure. of eighty-eight. Yeah. Um. So I'd be giving him a week, and if I say that again, I think he's a super good option for anyone to pick up. Especially yeah. considering at that price, it's hopefully someone you can double down, or not double down, one up, one down to. Yeah. You've got really fat it's, rookies it's like Juan Francis coming up. Um, but yeah. Um, when it comes to the rocks, I, I don't know how he, everyone kind of, well, not everyone obviously, but a lot of us look past Tim English. Yeah. Because the issue was, Steph. Steph was... Like gonna play, and then all of a sudden they had it laid out, and Steph had come out, and then yeah. Tim English had full time rock, and then they were like, "Oh wow, you he's know, he's actually really good. He hasn't dropped a hundred, drop below a hundred again, and he's averaging one eleven. Um, yeah, 
And I was talking to a few people today and they think that they don't want to trade him in because they've missed the boat. I think it's another one where... I don't think he's, I don't think you've missed the boat on him. He might be 860 or something like that on an 840, I think. But he's going to be a top three forward. I haven't heard a single person who's got the top three forwards without him in. Yeah. Um. So I think he's... I, I reckon he'll either be a top four, five forward or a top two runk. I think he is the real set and forget player in your team. I think he's yeah, a player you can leave. Be. You can just shuffle in between the two positions based on who's playing well and who's not. I, I think I'm just too nervous about... Steph's going on back. back. But yeah, it's a tough one. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. One to monitor again. Um, a pod, a very, very cheeky one that I'm not sure if I could encourage it, but I just felt I had to mention him, was Laddams. He, um, yeah. He's only priced at 616, and he's coming off a 112 and looking to be a number one ruck with Hickey out. Well, I, as we mentioned before the pod, I said... I added him in draft as soon as I saw Hickey came in. was injured. Yeah. And he's going to have, I think it's like 10 weeks or something. I, I mean, that's, that's crazy, kind man. of off the top of my head. 10 weeks of being a full-time ruck where last year as a full-time ruck at Port Adelaide, he averaged 90. And he's, another thing is, his break-in is 60. Oh, he's going to gain a lot of cash. He, he's, if you wanted, I've, I saw someone on Facebook got him and they're, they're pretty happy about it, of course. Yeah, they posted yeah, that on Facebook. They had him in his forward line. I mean, that's yeah, that's the play. If you're going to do it, you, I'd say put him in your forward line. Yeah. But he's a, a very ballsy one that I think could a very, pay off. A very cheeky this. one that could definitely pay off. Yeah, um, number one ruck. It's just such a nice role to have. It is a beautiful role. Um, that um, yeah, they could just do that every week, and that's the same with um, uh, hopefully Sam Hayes yeah. in the coming weeks that he'll get um, in the forwards. Um, I guess the these guys, these three are all kind of similar in their scoring, their price, and their roles, and that's Cogs, Trelaw, and Butters. Um, yeah. Butters, we already spoke about, pretty big ceiling with Wines out as well. He should be good, and this week, especially against the Eagles, I think it's going to go huge. Trelaw, um, Tim always loves using the phrase, there's a lot of mouths to feed in the midfield. There is. Same with, um, same with Cornelio with Gold, Co- uh, Gold Coast, with GWS, but they both seem to get it done every week. No matter where they are. Yeah. It's just... If you're going to decide between the two, I don't know what the price difference is. I think it's not much. 6 seven thirty and Trelaw's at like seven ninety. So you save 60k going to Canelio. Okay. I'd... I, I mean, I'd definitely go Canelio over Trelaw personally. But there's... The flag with Canelio is... His role is just not nice. He's not getting any CBAs. He just pushes up to the... Like, goes to the few contests and then he pushes up and he loves a few marks and stuff but yeah it's not ideal for it's not a fantasy friendly role he's just a yeah. fantasy friendly player it's yeah like that's and the GWS game style is very kick mark so yeah. that's why a lot of their players I mean he, I don't think he had many marks last week but he hopefully why Josh Kelly starts playing well but that hasn't come to fruition yet either okay he, he actually hasn't had a lot of marks I guess he's obviously at the contest a lot he's had quite a lot of tackles and I mean he still racks it up even as a yeah. mid so it's like a handy type role. He's just a really good player. Yeah. How how would you rank? How would I rank those three? Yeah. Uh probably Butters number one, Kinelio Trelaw. I put him. Yeah. It's pretty. Just the Bulldogs play Demon's family. It's like yeah. fantasy friendly role. It's also very hard with both of them because obviously for GWS they got Tom Green emerging, mm. Bailey Smith emerging for. Um, the doggies as both mainstays inside. Yeah. So it's a tough one to gauge. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm probably in the same, in the same yeah. positions. Yeah, I'd probably go to those three. Um, the pod that I've looked at, and when I was researching this, it just made me realise how good he actually is as an option, is Jade Gresham. He's priced at 76. Mm. He's averaging 90. Like, he gets it done every week. He's been yeah. super consistent. I remember one week, the only flag I had with him is that he needed, I think, four goals to get to a 90. But um, this week, he had 99... He had 25 touches, four tackles, two goals. Week before, 90, four goals, 20 touches. Week before, 86, 32 touches, no goals. Like, he just seems to get it done week after week. Yeah. He's got three 90s already, 76 and 86. So, um... That's very enticing. If you're looking for an under, a genuine underpriced guy who could push being a top 10 forward... Yeah. And you could hold... Until a few weeks post by, there is a flag for him though. Have you seen who he's played? Oh yeah, no. The the, the Collingwood, has been, Frio, the has Richmond, been very, very Hawthorne, nice Gold Coast. I don't think Saints are going to do what they've been doing. Yeah, because as you can see, the team that had the best game against them and actually are decent is Frio, and he scored his lowest score. Yeah, I reckon as soon as they start bursting the likes of Melbourne, Geelong, Brisbane, he's going to find some flexibility yeah. in his scores. So. Because he's not kicking. I guess two, that's another flag as well points. with Sinclair. Is the same thing. I yeah. Think less of a flag. I think less of the forward, especially yeah. for the goal kicking yeah. aspect. I, I think just maybe expect a bit less consistency, a few more stinkers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that role that uh, that's the end of Packle Pod for this week. Um. So, do you have any of those pods, Spencer? Are you a man who loves a pod like Tim does? Um, I have. I don't know. I don't think you mentioned him, but I have. Uh, Jai Simpkin as the man I brought I like, in. I, I, I've loved him all season as yes. any uh, long-term listener would know but he just hasn't been he didn't make the cup for me I don't he, think he's been he's been alright I mean he's, yeah. he had a 116 a 105 and a 110 and I mean the games that he did badly and he had a shocker against West Coast for some reason but he yeah. scored 105 against Brisbane 110 against Sydney and 76 against the Bulldogs which I don't even know if their team had the ball at all mm. that's how it felt like they yeah. Got smashed, so... Didn't get enough chance to get it. Yeah, but I think after this... He might have a not great game against Geelong this week, but after that, he's Carlton, Frio, Port, yeah. Melbourne, Saints, Gold Coast. It's nice Steelers, seeing that for some people. Like Adelaide. Andy Brayshaw has a real nice one coming up as well. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he'll he'll push through this one more week of tough yeah. matchup, and then he'll... I'm hoping my pod at the start of the season, which is Josh Kelly, um, the painful one, I'm thinking he starts to rev up soon, like mm. he did last season, where he had the six weeks and then he went crazy. I'm hoping he does that. Otherwise, uh, might be a bit of a costly pick. Well, you can always jump up at some point. Yeah, I can. Um, moving on, we're going to have a look at a couple of caption captain options for the week coming up. Yep. Uh, for me, they're a bit less obvious than other weeks have been. Yeah, um, they're not super obvious. Um, especially with, I know, a popular one being Took versus the Lions, hard team to score against... Uh, the Giants are reasonably hard to score against as well, I believe, and that's Jack Steele yeah. there. Um, anyway, so I've got my top five captain options for this week. Um, we'll start with the number one, Bailey Smith. He has been amazing so far. You can't it's complain. It's a bold call at number one. It's not something I know, I know. five weeks into the season. But the stats, like, the proof is in the pudding, mate. He yeah, averages 100, 120 against Adelaide. And that's oh, when he was, wasn't this that, guy. Yeah, that's when he wasn't this dude. So he manages to pull out these scores against a very not a great team at all. Yeah. 
I, I think he's at least 120, and that's mm-hmm. potentially unders. Yeah. Um, number two, we have Sammy Walsh. Uh, he loves playing against Frio. Um, over here at Optus, big ground, lots of marking potential. Um, he averages 121 against the Dockers. He'll have a good game. Mm. Little flag that the Dockers are better than they have been in previous years, but he'll still be good. Yeah, uh, Jack McRae. Um, he's probably the safest one, yeah, so far at least. Yeah, he's obviously he's a super safe play. He's almost a pig pretty much, but uh, he's playing uh, Adelaide. Yep. And he's got 116 average at Mars Day, and that's what they're yeah. playing. He, and he's a great player, so lock him in. Definitely um, captain option. Yeah, and Jack McRae's a good one. A lot of people will have him. So yeah, potentially a, great, a VC a option as well. Yeah, first game on Saturday. Yeah. Um, but I would say it's probably the safest caption option this week, and especially because you can vice him. Yeah. If you don't have Jack Steele or anything, you want to vice in the first yeah. game. Yeah. Um, Lockie Neal has 117 averaged against the Gold Coast. Oh, I hate it when you mention Lockie Neal because I know I'm going to get torched this week in the ranks because of him. Uh, yeah, he, he could, he's, he's, he could he's very, be big. He's one of those players who's so unpleasant to not own. Yeah, like, well, you never know what could happen. They could tag him, but yeah. I think he's still going to get his 100. Yeah. Um, so yeah, gonna score well. Chuck yep. VC. I think do they play early? Uh, nah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah. He um. Yeah. Chuck the C on him. Uh, Max Gorn hasn't really been a captain option as of late. He hasn't. But with a hundred and ten average against Richmond, and the coming off a one thirty two and what one forty. He's just he's gonna be he's gonna be good again. It's nice. I'm I'm struggling whether I captain him as a backup or Brayshaw, and I think Max Gorn's probably the way to go. Yeah, the way the way Carlton have been stopping teams scoring, Gorney's Gorney's higher on the ranking list, mate. So he's the one to go. There you go. That's the one. That's the uh, one. A couple of flags for uh, the big dogs: uh, Jack Steele and Took Miller. Yep. Um, Jack Steele just the eighty-three average against the GWS yep. Giants. Possibly a DeBoer tag. Yeah. Not that not that a tag really. Seems oh, to more more Ash, so I think. Oh, DeBoer, Ash, yeah. DeBoer, DeBoer hasn't really tagged this year, have he? No, it, people were saying they're doing the double tag with but... Took, but. It was mainly Ash. I yeah. think DeBoer only went to him when Ash was off. Yeah. Um, and then took only an 85 average against Brisbane. But yeah. it's Took. It is Took Miller. And I'd hope he turns around this, this tackling thing because he's been having normal games. He's, he's, had, he's had no tackles in nine quarters. He's, he's so the last he's, nine quarters. This week, no tackles. He, had, he scored his 99, yeah. which is obviously unders for what you want. But with Those zero tackles. He had 32 disposals, 7 marks. That's a perfect yeah. start. That's You're like just what, supposed that's to like, get 6 tackles, get yeah. yourself up to that 125. It's the same as George Hewitt. He had 33 and he had 83 points. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a lot of handballs. Yeah. How does that work? I don't know. But yeah. Um, Moving on. Yeah. So just going to answer a couple of your questions now. So Spenny, what's question number one? Um, thoughts on Crips to Bailey Smith. I thought this is an uh, interesting question, plus a bit of chat about Cripper is something I thought we should talk about. So this question, thoughts on Crips to Bailey Smith this week. What are your opinions? Oh, it's such a... That's a trade that would just kill me, knowing that I held Crips a week just to trade him out the next week. That's... Yeah. It's like something that would take a lot of pride to do, I think. That's, it would be a big hit. That's the, the thing with me. That I think that was half of the reason that I didn't trade him out last week. My stubbornness after bringing him in yeah, and captaining him. Yeah, that's such a pain. To just trade him away. It was something yeah. that I just... 
it was I was too stubborn to do because I was I was so stubborn that I didn't want to bring him in in the first place. Same. But he was yeah. forcing my hand with these scores, and I was like, I've got to do it. Yeah. And then chuck the C on him, and didn't work out. But I'm definitely of the opinion if you've held, you are holding hold, hold until he through. comes back. Yeah. It might not um, work out, but it's the way you went. So yeah. And I did um, hold, so I'm as good as Bailey Smith before. is. Yeah, it's probably like it's not like Cripper has been bad. He might have one week off to start, but. And I mean, he could I play think, this week. I as think well. he'll. I think he'll get back to vintage Cripper, and I think he will play this week as well. Yeah, well, hopefully. So. I think he's keen, but his physio is not. They're not really sure at the moment. Yeah. So that's right. that'll be interesting. We we'll just see how it works out then. Um, what are people going to do when Bruce has to come back by the twos? Now the question is obviously I don't know, a bit stupid, but Bruce, Bruce is, is the main one I wanted to talk yeah. about. Yeah, I don't know if he's your R two. It's a lot to be scared about. Yeah, I, I think he plays double rock. I think it's. I think he does as well. I, I think, think it's Flinny and very well, too. and Prucy. But I do, I do think Prucy plays number one because I think Flinny's quite a yeah. decent um, forward. I think it almost. I don't. I don't know if I was trading in Prus, I wouldn't want him at my R two. I'd want him at R three. Well, I mean, I would. I would definitely say no to people trading him in now. I, yeah, it doesn't matter how bad Grundy's been. Don't do it. But um, yeah. Uh, I, it's a tough one I would say if, if you've got him you're holding him yeah, if you've got definitely. him at R3 you just hold him until because he's still got he's still got a lot of money to make he'll, he'll get a think ton he'll, of cash he'll be a very serviceable cash cow what do you think he averages with Flynn playing 75 70 I think he goes he's between 50 to 70 depending on the match 50 yeah that's very low wow. well, well I don't know how much because I don't think his time on ground was really that great Plus, now Flynn, he takes a lot of CBAs. I, I'm saying he can score 50, but I do think yeah, he'll score no, his 90 as, as well. Yeah, I think he's a player who might disappoint a few coaches who brought yeah. him. Um, but it's, he'll still make a lot of money. So. Yeah. So what are your, just building on that a bit, what are your thoughts on trading Grundy out? I know it's a real big one. I don't like it. I I was, at, at one point, I sent to one of my fantasy group chats a massive... Mm-hmm big paragraph you know on all my options I could have for trading out Brody Grundy and then I just looked at Max Gorn and all the people who traded him out and how happy I got when he started scoring well again yeah. and then I don't want to be one of those people oh it, it'll it'll come and yeah. he'll he'll pump out his he's the, ruck, he's the ruck pig for a reason he'll get back to his yeah he's got to he's got to he'll get back to what his he's doing um, this question is I can bring in one of Heaney or Jack Crisp which one that's a weird one. It is. I don't it's, really know. Obviously, because obviously Heaney's probably the man in form, but Chris Chris playing great. But I feel like Chris has a like highest he, ceiling. Yeah, no, Chris has a higher ceiling probably, and Chris has a much better role. Yeah, he does. Chris, all all the things point towards Chris, but I want to say Heaney, but I just don't know how long Heaney can keep up. Here. See, I'm on the full Crisp train just because I've been watching his scores. He had. 100 last week, 125 on the weekend, just gone. He had a little 80 or something, and then he had 125 the week before that. Yeah. Averaging 97. with He's averaging pretty much, I don't know, 25 to 30 touches a game with five or six marks and between four to ten tackles. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think... I don't know how much longer Heaney can kick three goals a week for. No. Yeah. He I, had three goals this week for a 103, so... 
I think it's Jack Crisp. Five goals a week for a 107. So I think it is Jack Crisp as well. I think Jack Crisp is probably a player you want to build more consistency into. Is it time to get rid of Took Miller? No. No, it's not. Isn't it? You're holding him, unless he scores 80s for the rest of the year, you are holding him and you will continue to captain him just like myself. Because this is Took Miller. Yes, he's had a bad start. But yeah. he, people forget, round two was only three weeks ago. It was a 145. Yeah, that's a huge. Oh, 145. Yeah, you can't. That's you one can't of the biggest scores of the year. Yeah. And people are just like, oh yeah, Took Miller, you're only yeah. averaging 99. Obviously, it's unders for what we expect from him, but he's going to turn it around. He's not I think Miller I think it, there'll, be a, there'll be a turning point for a lot of people yeah. coming up. Such as Steele, Took, Brody Grundy. Yeah. Hopefully Josh Kelly, yeah, where the scores are going to start turning in the persistent coach's favour. I think this is this thing should kind of be the other way around. I think it should be, is it time to jump on Took? Because I've, I've been looking at it really intensely. I just think, intensely is a weird word to use for that, but um, if it wasn't for Bailey Smith looking so nice, I think Took would seriously be in my plans. Took or Laird. I guess or you must have seen too many of those cotton on ads, eh? With Baz Lenka. With Bailey Smith. You need, you need to see a couple of Took Miller. I don't know. Priced at under 900k. People paid 1.1 mil for him. Yeah. I'm, I was one of those suckers. You were one of those people. That yeah. paid $1 million for him and he's done this. But this is And he's, gonna, he's, getting, he's getting cheaper. 147 break even. Yeah. He might hit that this week. Well, not um, this week. You know, he, 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 might hit it. he might hit it one of these weeks coming up. Oh, um, he's, he's just a real stud. I think he's one that's going to become a real good option in a few weeks for a few people to pick up. Yeah, he's definitely... He's one that I really like. Um, one question that I had is, when do we start jumping off these really fattened rookies? So I'm talking Josh Ward, Jack Hayes, I guess Hugo Rouse, it's one that's a bit less obvious. We'll go through them now. All right, we'll start with Paddy McCartan. When do we get off him? Oh, thank God I'm off him already. I'd yeah. be getting... I'd, I'm already off him. Asa. Get him off him straight away. His, he, didn't leave, he didn't hit his break even. Uh, I think he no he didn't but I think he stayed at his price yeah but he right. didn't go off with yeah. um, so no more cash gen there and the scoring's horrendous get off him Yeah, jump uh, Jack Hayes I think one more week what, wait one more because Paddy Ryder's not week. playing this week um, um, put Jack Hayes on your field too. 23 break even yeah get him on um, he's going to score well yeah um, Jack Hayes is a week to wait yeah because um, he, he's still got up, what's his break even 23 23 yeah he could still so go up another 40k yeah. he went up 40 last um, week I'm just going to mention them because I feel like I have to. Nick Martin and Nick Dacos. Don't even. I wouldn't even consider getting rid of. Oh, I wouldn't put Martin and Dacos in the same no. tier. To be fair, Dacos, Dacos is, is a potentially end of year because he's averaging yeah. 94 as a defender. That Dacos is, is a top. That is, I'm pretty six. sure I looked the other day. He's yeah. like ninth or tenth as a defender. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Dacos is one you can 100% hold for as long as possible. Nick Martin, I think. Well, he's averaging 85. I want to hold him until buyers. Personally. Yeah, yeah, it's a long time, but yeah, you can, it's a long if you time, hold him, but he's probably for more than a month. He can now. be, yeah, he can be, he can be a great player. Um, Horn dog, Horn Francis. Yeah, Horny's um, breaking's getting up 38. Um, His start goal is real too soon. juicy though. He yeah. gets, he's the second highest CBA getter at North yeah, Melbourne. I'd be waiting. Him. I wouldn't get up him this week. Definitely, I wouldn't. Depending on what he scores next week, he could, but um. If he didn't, if he didn't give away four free kicks this weekend, he's scoring close to a seventy. Yeah, so 
He's, he's um, definitely one to hold on to. And he had 88% time on ground. That's just beautiful. It is very nice. And he's, yeah. Top Josh Ward. Game. Josh Ward. I'm hopping off this week, I think. But I don't think he's one that you necessarily have to hop off. He had a game that could have been so good. I remember I was screaming, watching it on the couch. He got... It was... um I can't remember who it was. Someone gets the ball on the 45 at 50 metres out. Turns to Josh Ward. Kicks to him. Is this on Monday? This is on Monday. I know he's about, about forty meters out. He goes up to take the marks. It's in his hands. It yep. goes straight, and this is forty meters out, straight in front. He's going to kick a goal. Goes straight through his hands. He jumps on the ball, gets away, holding the ball. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a. I think it's a fifteen point turnaround. That, that was that was dreadful. That was probably. Oh, that, I was so annoyed when that happened. But and he still managed to get a fifty-eight in the wet weather, which it Ooh, didn't. I think it, it didn't look like five point last quarter. Yeah, no, he had a great last quarter. It didn't look like he could play in the wet. He had, I think four or five times where he either went to pick up the ball and he just couldn't and it went and he just went straight past he had, it he or he got handballed the ball yeah he he um, was, was, he struggled in the way plus they I also I remember there was a few times where he moved into some space and I was like okay yeah he had so many like little ones where they'd like kick it out of the kick in straight um onto the boundary there'd be someone on the boundary further up or there'd be someone inside and it was yeah. always Josh Ward inside and they never wanted to kick it to him. I don't know why. There was, there was one moment when I was he presents, so excited. He presents very well. I was getting so excited because Josh Ward's coming down the wing and he's like yeah. right on the edge. He had probably, I don't know, he quite a bit of space. Could have kicked it to him. Jarman Inky lines up to kick it to him. Jukes me yeah, and yeah, the yeah, other yeah, guy. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. On our whole side, dude. I just need those six points. I saw he's that. right there. I saw that. Kick it to that pale man, bro. Yeah. But um, that's how I notice it's him. He's yeah, so yeah, pale. He's very pale. Um, but he, he's he's a player that I think he could potentially hold a few more weeks. Yeah, um, uh, I, mean, I think he'll break him at forty-one. I think he'll potentially go next week, this week, or maybe yeah, next week. Faster. He's gonna go this week for me just because he's the only. He's like my most fattened rookie. Yeah, that I want to get rid of. But in the coming weeks, where does the Hawks schedule get any better? I mean, the Demons round seven. Yeah, mm. used to be it was last season good for midfield. I don't know how it's been this season. Yeah, pretty good. Been pretty good this season, but um. Yeah, just depending on how he goes this week, if you want to trade him out next or not. Yeah. Um, um, Jerry? Uh, I don't think so. No, you don't um, need to go no. off him. His break him is only 32. He's um, going to average 75. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of people won't yes. have to worry about it, but Patrick Nash, my boy, um, there's a lot of talk about him getting dropped, which is, I think, I don't think as well as he played fantasy. I think he I had think 10 he... turnovers. I Thank think, God that doesn't come up in fantasy yeah. as a score. But I think next week he'll get dropped because Gaff comes back then. I think. Right. So yeah, that'd but, be a, but, but yeah, he, 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 he would have been a very serviceable player. Game. He, if he gets dropped next week, he would have gained over two hundred fifty k. Well, he's the one of the players that people have missed, and you were very fortunate to jump. I was yeah, very lucky to go. On. Obviously, um, I wish I had Jerry along with him, but yeah, nevertheless, Mead, very good. Uh, Mead, what's his break even? He's gotten up, hasn't he? Eighteen. Eighteen. Right. Um. I think he still has another. Yeah, a few weeks. weeks. A few weeks, definitely. Um, Pickens, uh, a few weeks. A while. DeConning and Skinner, there's no one really that you can get to from them, so yeah. I guess just hold them. They're not, I think they're going to gain super slowly. If you have a week where you don't really have many moves to do, yeah. Skinner down is probably a decent one. Um, But yeah, I think when you get your opportunity, DeConning, you have to wait. He's just yeah. a, such a slow burn. Like, he's break-even 16, and he's scoring 30s. Yeah, that's kind of gross, isn't it? Like, he had a mo- he actually had a, a little... Yeah, uh, a plus bit. six at one point, and we did, I was like, I was getting, like, 
so hyped for it. I don't know why it was just a plus six, but it's just like that's like half of his points for the whole. Oh game yeah, there was there was one moment where he had twelve points in three minutes, and I was like, yeah. "What is going on?" Here? Yeah, he still ended it's up like half his points per game. I know. Yeah. Um, Ralph Smith depends on the injury. Windhager. Oh jeez, he's looking. Man. He's looking. Gross. He might have one more week. He's, he's not looking good, especially considering he was a guy who averaged like ninety-five in the VFL, even more than that. Well, he, he's a big body guy. He got a, he got CBAs against Hawthorne. Yeah, don't know why. So, I mean, he he got eleven touches and fifteen the first week. Yeah, a bit of a weird one. And the last one, I guess, is O'Driscoll. Um, uh, and obviously, you can't you can't drop him yet. Even if he doesn't play this week, I say he's still keeping. Yeah, and a negative seventeen break even. Even if he comes in in like three weeks, you're still going to be making yeah. a ton of cash. Oh, I don't see him getting a job. Yeah, um, I didn't realize he was so big. Big dude out there. Yeah, he's he's a quite a big guy. Yeah, he's been playing well, so he looked nice, slight. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So moving on to the next question. Oh, there isn't any. So oh. no, I've uh right. run well, out, mate. We've exhausted our questions. So yeah, that looks like it's us for the week. Um. Looking ahead, it looks like it's actually going to be a good week of scoring. I think. I you think, reckon? I think a lot of people have are going to be very surprised with how well they do this weekend, especially with Brisbane. I mean, not with Brisbane, sorry, with Bulldogs players. Yeah. I think, I think my, myself, I'm going to be going up a lot of ranks in the first two games because I have, I have four premiums from mm. um, GWS and four from um, the Bulldogs. What, what is your VC Bulldogs, sorry. captain plan? My VC is if my trade plan currently sticks, I'm going to VC Baz, captain either Gorn or Andy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'll decide on that later in the week. Um, but, yeah, that'll be us for the week. Um, please tweet at us if you have any questions. I've started a new thing where I'm just tweeting out a few little interesting things. Yesterday was uh, the best midfielders to get in, the premiums. Nice. Um, so yeah, we're going to try and be a bit more active on there and yeah. help you out with any queries you might have or just tweet at us your teams and we can give you some advice. 